And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shaco Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is J-Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today, it's Jay. It's Jay. And Tayshawn. Hey, I have a new thing that I'm going to do in the mornings. It's going to be quick. Okay. I'm going to do famous movie lines. And you guys have to guess quickly which oh, one it is. And Forrest we're going to keep a running tally. Force Gump. Okay. So they're going to be kind of easy so that we can keep it moving. Okay. So here's the first one. I'm going to make them enough for you can't refuse. Godfather. Yep. You got it. So Jay would get a tally for one. Wow. All right. Slam I'm going to be good at this, man. This is bad for you, probably. This is really bad for me. Slancer's not the most pop culture guy. No, I'm not. I think. But if it happened in the 90s with, and 2000s. With some movies, you are. Some obscure kind of 90s comedy, like yeah, B. Yes. B-list. Like uh, the movie Holes. I like that movie. See? It's a great movie. That was a guess. Pulled up. that out of thin air. Yeah. Just because I knew it's a... They'll come up. That's a great movie. My kids love that movie. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf, right? It's a good one. Yeah. He is, I think that was his first movie. Could Shia be. LaBeouf is also in... Terminator. Constantine. No, Transformers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he is in Constantine. Did you hear... I saw in an interview, Keanu Reeves said that Constantine is the role that he wishes he could reprise more than anything. I really liked it. I liked that movie that? a lot. I think they're making a Constantine too. Well, then people must have heard him. Yeah. Wow. Well, the Thunder have played three games, three preseason games now. A back to back. Yeah, a back to back. A back to back. A back to back was so dumb. I don't understand it. Why did they have to do? It that? must have been Gotta just get it in. to like <laughs> Gotta make this to fit work. the Adelaide Thirty Sixers schedule or something. It must, yeah, it must have been. It must have been like scheduling with Tulsa, where yes, they like only it, had it, mm-hmm. certain days open. Still, it was. It's like to have absurd. a back to back in your preseason, uh, unnecessary. Yeah, and I don't know. Last night, <laughs> I was at the arena. Uh, the attendance was pretty rough, yeah. to say the least. God, it looked <laughs> like no one was there on TV. There was very few people. Very few people were into the game. Uh, I was texting with friends like during the day. I was like, "Hey, are you going to the game?" They're like, "No." I gave away my tickets, <laughs> you know, and probably those people didn't show up that you gave the tickets to. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a fun game for the most part. The Thunder first half, have, a lot of fun. They played really well. They played yeah. really well, and they didn't have hardly anybody. What was this it, with five minutes left in the second quarter? I think the score was sixty-two to twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah. They scored like 73 or 75 in the first half. Yeah. Well, and it's like, so going back to kind of some of the things as I look back at this week, 
it, it was such a whirlwind of emotions for for me, and I think for a lot of Oklahoma City fans who are paying attention. I think that at the same time that you're watching this team go two and one, which doesn't the record doesn't matter, but they looked really good. They lost to the Mavericks ninety eight ninety six. Uh, but they played the Nuggets, the Mavericks, and then the 36ers. And at the same time, you're watching this team, and you're like, and I think Alex mentioned this on Wednesday or third, Wednesday night. This is probably the most enjoyable brand of Thunder basketball we've seen since the the shortened season because of the pandemic. Yeah, which, is, which feels like way longer ago than it actually was, but this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has. So for a Thunder fan, we're living in this tension at the same time the narrative in the NBA world is the Scoot Henderson, Victor Wembanyama yep. exhibition games that took place in Las Vegas, where the whole world is thinking, okay, Wemby is maybe the most generational talent to come into the NBA draft since LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So at the same time, you have this like joy. And then I think for the first time, uh, in the last two years, anybody that look at the Thunder can say, oh, crap, we probably should tank again. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think at least in this podcast, I'm probably of the minority in assuming or saying that I, I don't, I really don't think without some incredible levers that the Thunder can get to the fact, the point that they can get those bottom three seeds. Yeah, they're not going to be a 14% team. No. Dang it. Because you got the Spurs, the Jazz. I still think... I think, I think the Rockets, Rockets are going to be terrible. The yeah. Hornets. The Hornets are going to be really bad. The Magic are not going to be that good, I don't think. Well, and the Pistons, I still... I mean, Alex convinced me quite a bit that I don't think they're going to be as good as we assumed. I think the Pistons will be better than that group, but they're not going to be... I don't think they'll make the plan. I don't think they'll sniff the plan, honestly. Mm-hmm. But they'll make an improvement. Just yeah. Just because Cade is really good. But yeah, it's... It's going to be interesting. And I don't know. You get a little bit of luck. Playing? You know. Oh, sorry. You're going the opposite direction. <laughs> the Thunder. No, I think the Thunder will end in the 6 to 10 range. Yeah, probably so. We have a question about that later as well. Okay. That we can, we can, lock, we can lock our predictions in mm. where we think that they'll land. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see because Shea was working out before the game and looked okay. He's probably going half speed out there just shooting around and doing little drills and and whatnot, but he's working. He didn't have anything, no brace or anything on his knee at all. No noticeable limp. Like on media day, you could tell when he got up from the chair, he walked away and was like, oh, like this is Mm. walking is not fun for Shea. He looked fine last night. So I, I don't think it's out of the question that he plays on night one. Really? Just because, I mean, we're, what are we, a week and a half out from that? I mean, a little bit more than that? Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's possible. That would be cool. It would just be cool to see everyone play all season, you know? Yeah. And I don't really, I would care about that more than trying to be a 14% team. I know I said that, but. Yeah, we're if, week, if that's we're a little like we can have, yeah, it's if it's going to be hard to be that bad anyway, then we might as well just try to enjoy the season. Yeah, and take what we get. I just I, I don't I don't know what le- levers you pull. 
Well, you just like, start. That's the thing people. that is so dramatically different about this team is even if you're playing. Now, let's be real about something. Running out of lineup with J. Will and J. Dub and Jing and Poku, like those teams are going to lose. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're, you don't have the roster space to do what you've done in the last two years mm-hmm. where you're pulling in guys that are clearly G league just to fill the roster. Like unless right. you move everybody into the injured and active, you know, I don't know how you even do something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Can and we- this season is being, is now closer to when they do want to start being better, right? Like let's say it's next season that they want to start being good. If they get a good draft. Yeah. Pick. Now this season becomes more important about uh, when you're talking about developing these young players and actually figuring out who's actually a role player, who's actually going to be a starter, who's yeah. really going to do this. So I think hopefully we will see these guys play a lot more. Like Aaron Wiggins, you watch him in the preseason, and it's like, Wiggins, I can see that guy being a, a Wiggins is good. It's an exact, important so player it's the, on a good team. I know Alex and Andrew went through that, through that exercise, but this is what I'm talking about. You're going to go 10 deep with this roster of guys that you're like, I, I trust that they're NBA players. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Like 10 deep. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of guys to care about on this roster. And a lot of them didn't play last night even, you know, and, but they were still like, oh, yeah, like, Trey Mann had himself a game. Yeah. A game. Last night. Eight of ten from three. Lindy had a great game too. Lindy played really well. What was six he from three? Six, six of nine. Yeah. Oh, six of nine. Lindy, six of nine. Lindy is the guy that I watch and I'm like, because we've always been looking for the who's the if you watch the Heat play, who's the Duncan Robinson or the guy that oh well, the Alex the Max Strews, like how do we find I, these? I do like, wonder randos. if Waters could be that type of guy. I don't know if he's gonna get the minutes this year to, that's the to potentially do that. Yeah, that's the problem. I wish he was bigger. You know, he's like pretty look, big. Man, he just I don't know. Yeah. He feel I think he's got I think he's Does he just look small on TV? He, like Trey Mann looks so much bigger this season than he did last year. Like taller. I know he's not taller. Yeah. But just because his body filled out and the way he plays, he looks closer to his height than Lindy's he did last like year. Lindy's six six and he's pretty filled out. Like he's a wing sized player. He okay. could he could definitely play on the wing. I think yeah. he's the last two years or the last year and a half, I guess. I I do think he's carved out whether it's with Oklahoma City, I don't know. Just because of the roster crunch. It's tough. But I do think he's carved down a role in the NBA. Like, I think he'll have an opportunity to play, yeah, which is awesome for him, man. Especially being an Oklahoma guy, we feel a partiality to him. But yeah, I don't know. I think that he could be that guy. The, I told Andrew before the podcast, and I just did try to do this because I was looking for, and you may be able to find it because you can navigate it better than me. I couldn't find preseason numbers because it ultimately doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But if you look at, Trey Mann, over the course of the first three games, I mean, he's shooting like 53% from three-point line. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 8 of 10 last night. His, he did not shoot well against the Mavericks. I think he was 2 of 6 or something like that, or 2 of 8. No one played well against the Mavs. And no. then against the Nuggets, he's, he made three, so it was like 13 of 22 or something was his, his percentage from the uh, three-point line, which is, even in preseason, that's something that, was shocking and I actually kind of watching last night's game which I know is kind of like shooting practice at different points but I was like this team is hitting everything from the three-point line and they ended up shooting 50% overall from the three-point line last night anyway but 
Wiggins, it feels like, hits everything that he shoots. Obviously, Trey Mann. Giddy's shot relatively well. Um, yeah, he only took five shots last night, which kind of surprised me. I thought that he'd want to show out a little bit against the 36ers. Oh, apparently, his version of showing out is beating them by 40 points. <laughs> I think he only played 21 minutes. Was this the same night. team that beat the Suns? It's the same yes. team that beat the Suns. Did they sit half their guys? No, they played the exact same guys. Huh. Yeah, Tim McMahon was actually in at the game last night to do yeah. a story for ESPN. And on the thirty oh, sixers. No. Oh no. <laughs> and you know, they the Thunder just pummeled them. But like he was there just to get like access to the team and whatnot. The thirty sixers. You didn't go, did you? To the game? To the game? Yeah. Did you talk to my man Tim? I sat next to him. He's my favorite game. ESPN guy. He's the best. He was great. Yeah. We just sat I just sat next to him and talked hoops for like two hours. It was great. He really is. My, my favorite guy in the ESPN like NBA world. Yeah. Seems like a nice guy. And Zach Lowe. Zach Lowe. Tim yeah. 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 Yeah, those are probably... He's like a nice guy. He's like a nice guy. <laughs> he, those, those two and Wendy are my three favorite yeah. ESPN guys. Yeah, I love Wendy. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> I used to be so annoyed by Brian Windhorst. Like, <laughs> really? Long time. I'm talking That's like early That's part of what endears him to me, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like early when it was just LeBron Windhorst. Yeah. Back in the day. That was his shtick. Yeah. And yeah. He, I was like, he didn't wear That's good he suits. He made his career. He didn't yeah. wear good suits. He didn't do well on TV. He was just kind of, it was a strange character to mm-hmm. me. And now I love him. Oh, he's the he's so great. He's so You good. know he lives in like Omaha, Nebraska? Really? Yeah. yeah. Just out in the middle of nowhere. Like nowhere near. I love NBA, that. Like not in an NBA city See? at all. I like it. Yeah. I like everything about that guy. Yeah. He pushes the, the Woj line. <laughs> He gets right up to the Woj line. I know. What was the, I forgot, I blanked out. His thing he did last year, and he's like, kept trying to allude to something. He's like, so what is going on in With, Utah or something? In Utah, yeah, 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 in Utah. Because he was, that was this summer. That was Very about strange. Donovan Mitchell. Very oh, strange. So funny. Very strange. Very strange. So what other, what other uh, things have stood out to you, Andrew? I know you've talked a little bit ad nauseum about the preseason so far, but yeah, why don't you uh, give us fifteen minutes on Omar Rui? Has, has anything changed? Uh, Eugene looked pretty good last he, night. I know he did. He has anything did. changed your opinion about the outlook for this year? Um, it's really hard to say because they haven't played good, like a really good competition yet. Like sure. I want to see how they play against Minnesota. And I want to see it like they is make Shea it beat ready? like a drum. Is, is Dort ready? Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I'm not going to use that as like a use these games as a barometer. But I think. I mean, I feel better about the outlook of the the future of the team. Honestly, just watching some of these guys is was would be like a takeaway. Is like, oh man, like a lot of these guys can play. Whether or not they work out or not, ultimately, I don't know. But a lot of these guys can play which I think is exciting because I think that they got some of these guys in here, especially like year one Poku and Teo and those guys. And we're like, oh, man, mm-hmm. we are so far away from a good basketball team. <laughs> you know, and watching them this preseason, you're like, okay, like I can see a basketball team forming, especially if Chet. And that's like the the biggest bummer. There was a pass that Giddy tried to throw to, to Jay Will last night, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I'm sure – 
he's thinking in his head right now, man, I wish that was that should have been Chet. Mm-hmm. Like Chet would have caught that yeah. and slammed it. <laughs> you know? That's that's it's still just such a uh it sucks because it's probably helpful though to temper our expectations. Yeah, I think that he is not playing. I think if this was full squad with Chet, I think that I think legitimately we'd be having talks about the plans. Yeah, we'd be having some crazy conversations. <laughs> crazy right conversations. Yeah. Because all of the things that I've been excited about in this preseason and just to recognize like, oh yeah, the without question best player on this team is not playing at all. Right. Like, and that's the thing that is exciting about when Shea does come back is what does Andor. the space that yeah. potentially is there with a, a roster that, you know, if you got Shea and Trey Mann out there, somebody that's going to get him space, or if you're running JRE at the five, mm-hmm. which they did almost every, I mean, they're, did they do it all three games? Yeah, he'll start at the five, you almost know, certainly. You've got space unlike anything Shea has ever played with. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously, probably Clippers days, but since he's been the guy that he currently is, and mm-hmm. so there—that's the thing that I'm like, we're not even seeing the best player at what will be his probably best opportunity to be successful. Yeah, you know, I don't know, man. It's it is. It's exciting to be a Thunder fan, man. That's that's the thing that's that's pretty neat for me. Is like I'm really, and especially being an OU football fan, it's like you were like, what am I oh, looking forward to? Yeah, Thunder basketball. Here something. we go. Oh, What's man. cool, too, thinking about these surrounding players around the best players coming up is when it was Russell Westbrook and KD and James, all the other role players were kind of single-skill guys, right? Tabo, defense, yeah. Serge. Back in the day, Serge, very single-skill, and then developed some kind of offensive game. Mm-hmm. But everyone else was – there weren't a lot of multifaceted players. This team, it's everyone can kind of do three things pretty well. Yeah, you know, almost everyone on the court can play decent defense. You won't because Mark has made such a priority. You don't get on the floor yeah. if you don't put yeah. the effort in and at least are where you're supposed to be on defense. Yeah, and just moving the ball like Jay will. Even comparing his preseason games to what he looked like in summer league, looks like he's figured out a lot about the NBA. Yeah, game. which is you which know? is probably competition relevant right yeah like not in in the sense that when you look at preseason it's easy to kind of downgrade it well it's preseason you know who's given the effort whatever mm-hmm. but summer league you it's it's a comparable connection yeah so that's a that's a i think an actual identifiable growth does it make sense from like, summer league yeah from summer league this. you can make that comparison and yeah. say yeah it's just actually three months of development right that's true yeah. you know with nba players yeah because that's what you always have to you always have to evaluate the preseason through the lens of the competition's not the same. Like mm-hmm. right? Andrew alluded to that earlier. So for me to look at the way Jay Will has progressed, this is as equalized or probably better competition than Summer League was. And he is playing far more within himself. And also, just on a personal level, maybe my favorite personality in the entire yeah, organization. Now. I love it. I love all the guys, though. Everyone seems like I like them. They're all very good guys. For now, good boys. How for funny now. be if you're like, except for, <laughs> except for this guy, Darius Basley. No, don't say that. I feel like y'all got beef. We really don't. The beef, there was. I don't. I mean, there was never really real beef, but it, the any uh, kind of. There was a. There was like a a McDonald's cheeseburger level of beef at one point that was squashed. So like thirty percent. I just don't think that he's. 
long, I just don't think he should play on this team. That's all. I agree. <laughs> Maybe that's a strong take, but when I look at the roster and I look at what they need to do to develop, this season is a it's a real opportunity to give guys time without any pressure whatsoever. You get to play against the best players in the world, develop your game without any pressure to win basketball games at all. Mm-hmm. Next year, there's going to be pressure. Next year, there's going to be expectations. This year, if they won nine games, who cares? If they won 29 games, who cares? It doesn't matter. No one cares. Jay cares. I care. Yeah, 29 games would be too many. Nine but, would be rough. <laughs> yeah. But honestly... the difference somewhere. But if they won nine games, how many people would be like, oh, man, this is the worst thing ever? Like... If okay, if everyone's I healthy mean, all season, like Shay played every game and we won nine, I'd be a little worried because it's like, okay, I, I'd start to question how good <laughs> is Shay <laughs> if we can only win nine games. I think my, I, I'm just saying that there's no expectations. There's no expectations for this team. No, there there's will just, be narratives. Like the Thunder haven't been able to avoid the narrative against them. Yeah, they won't be able to avoid that. at all the last two years. Yeah, and you even look at like after Women Giannis game where it's like. How many memes of Sam Presti telling Shay that, hey man, you're out for the season? You're, yeah, or, you're yeah, never you playing. Know, like all yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my point was that they need to develop guys like Jang this this season. In a season that nobody care, like no one really cares if they win or lose. No, lowest you know, expectations they're going from have. night to night. No one's really going to care what the outcome of the game is. Next season, I think that it will be time to start caring about that yeah. and to start to really analyze, like, who's a real winner? Like, who can help this team win basketball games? Can Mark Degnault coach a winning basketball team? Yes. Like, those things come into question next year. This year, no. Not at all. No one, it, it doesn't matter. Is it fair to say this will be the – this season mm-hmm. will have the lowest expectations for a Thunder team of any in the next 10 years? Yes. I think that's totally... Even think, comparing think, to the past two seasons, no, no, though? No, the, no, no. I'm saying are, for the next 10. Like, like this forward. is the last season where the expectations are going to be none. I like that way of thinking about it because it essentially I can erase the last two seasons in my head. Yeah, erase them. But okay. the last two seasons did exactly what we needed them to do. Obviously, we wish the season about? before... The season before, we wish... I mean, I, I love Giddy, and I'm really excited this, to see Giddy develop, but... Obviously, the goal of that season to be as bad as they were was to get a guy like Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes. Yeah, we but we weren't a team. The last season we played was with Chris Paul. What are you? Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, all right, man. Good job, Taylor. All right, <laughs> but you know, what I'm saying they did what they're supposed to do. We got Chet yeah. and Giddy. Yeah. Let alone the fact that in that 2021 draft, it, I'm ready. I mean, this is not earth-shattering stuff, but I am ready to declare that all four of the guys they drafted in that draft are NBA players. They look really good. Declare it. Giddy, that's a J declaration. Giddy man, J-R-E, and Wiggins. Oh, the founding fathers. Hey, that's the Mount Rushmore of, I don't know, <laughs> of draft Of Thunder players in 2021. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. But my, my point is, like, play the guy. Play Jang. Play Poku. Figure out what these guys are. Uh, I think don't, they are, my man. 
but also trade Darius Basley. <laughs> that's really the point of this. It's funny, like <laughs> because it's not that, even that's just... where minutes are going to open up. That if they play him twelve hundred minutes this year, what are we going to learn? Do we really think that Darius Basley is going to be on the team next year? No, no. Here, it's you can even just watch these preseason games, right, and watch how they're moving the ball on offense, and everyone seems to be clicking. And then the ball gets to Darius, and it's like he's thinking completely differently than everyone else on the field. Yeah. You can just tell by the decisions he's making. Yeah, he had several. He had a couple drives last night where it's just like, "What are you doing, man?" Yeah. What's going on here? And he also maybe had my favorite. Maybe my favorite Baisley play that I've ever seen. He had a moment last night where he basically was a big back this guy down, turn around and drop step dunked it. I was like, oh, who is that guy? And that's the stuff that's really confusing and frustrating about Baisley because he has these flashes of like elite athleticism. And aggressiveness. Yeah. And you're like, I wish that you could just use it. I think he's an NBA player. Like, let's, I, I'll make that clear. I think, I don't want him gone because I don't think he's an NBA player. I just don't think he's an NBA player for this team. I think that they need to find a landing spot for him where he's on a team where he can be pigeonholed into a role. Yeah. Because the guys, they're not going to he, do that this season with, with this team or with these players because they want them to develop all of the skills that they have. And they're not going to say Darius stand in the corner. They should trade him to the Spurs for a, a highly protected second round pick. They should trade him to the Spurs for their first round pick in 23. You think Perfect. they do that? Yes. Yeah, I think they might. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he needs to play. And I said this, I recorded a podcast that will drop next week with Alex, but I think like trade him to the Mavs, let him play with Luca, like sit in the corner, play with Luca, you know, yeah. Play with some heliocentric based offense where you all you do is defend and catch and shoot and drive if you're Charlotte. Able to. Send him to Charlotte. Sure. Send him to Charlotte. Yeah. You can fill in that. <laughs> send that spot. him to the moon. Yeah. Send him <laughs> punt him to the moon. Sure. <laughs> punt him to the moon. Yeah. And it's hard, man. Is uh, we're so I'm such a like you know, worried about the person because I'm like, oh, Basley, you know, he's maybe a nice guy. I don't know. I'm not trying to be mean, but he definitely doesn't fit, especially if next year, wouldn't you rather have Cam Whitmore? Yeah. Playing all your minutes? Yeah. Yes. That's the guy I want us yes. to draft. Yeah, that would be great. Nice. I know. Yeah. Not Wimbenyama if we get number one Cam Whitmore. No, well, I mean, number one, number two, <laughs> maybe number three to four. But. Speaking of Wimbenyama. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait. We haven't really figured out what the catchphrase is and what the puns are going to be for yeah. tanking for Wemby this season. Mm-hmm. So I came up with some. Oh, good. Oh, okay. And these are, I think these are really good. These roll right off the tongue. And uh, I think they have some real sticking power, some staying power, some stickiness I'm to excited them. excited to hear okay? this. So let me know what they are. What do you think? Here's the first one. Victoryless Wimbenyama. Okay. We'll keep it moving. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Vic oh, Victor. Okay. I was like, what, what am I trying yeah, to make? Sorry, sorry. With? Victor Reless Wimbenyama. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Well, maybe this one works a little bit better. Vic Tank winning nada. Like <laughs> that one. Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag Vic Tank winning nada. <laughs> winning nada. I actually like that one. Thank you. Here's another one. Me Tanky for Wemby. That's better. That one I could see on ESPN. 
the tanking dance for the man from France. Ooh. <laughs> that one could work. I do like that I, one. I do yeah. think of everything within like a hashtag. And that's yeah. a long hashtag. Well, it were, yeah, that's about half of the characters you're allowed, I guess, in a tweet. Uh, I have one for Scoot. Skirting wins for Scoot Henderson. Zzz. Zzz. Yeah. Wow. So one of those is going to, I think it's going to pop up. It's going to go uh, viral. Sooner rather than later. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be on every Ben Gulliver tweet. You know. <laughs> it's going to have I that. Think it'll work. Yeah. Good job, it's man. Good. It's really good. Uh, <laughs> all right. I have a game. Oh. I'm ready. You're going to have to lay something on the line here. Either my body. Your car? Nope, my body. Well, just wait. I've already decided. Car, house, or your life, your body. My body. On the line. Okay. Oh, no, not my life. I'm just saying my body. Your life. You do whatever you want. (laughs) Or, hey, it's my my body. You can do whatever you want. You can kill me. You can do other things. Okay, anyway, for lay it, what? Lay it on the line for the career of the of the Thunder <laughs> players. What are you willing to lay on the line? Or are you just nothing? Okay, okay. Okay. Car, house, life. Yeah. Okay. How much do you believe in these players? Like long-term projection. Long-term projection. Okay. I like this. Kenrich Williams. And I guess maybe the outcome for Kenrich is that he's in the rotation on a playoff team. Oh, my life. What are you betting? Your life. In the rotation on a playoff team. My co- Game nah. six, Western Conference Finals. Oof, God. Does Kennard play minutes for this team? House. House. Yeah. I'm willing to lay my life for that man. Really? Yeah, yeah I am too. Okay. I just think that when it's time to win, this guy's going to play a lot. Yeah. I think he's going to play a lot. And I think that a, some young guy that we really like is not going to. <laughs> Because Kenrich is going to play. Yeah, somebody's going to melt underneath the pressure, but not Kenrich. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alexa Pokushevsky. Where are we at? Car. Car. I'm so happy with what he has been in these three games. He was playing point guard pretty much the entire second half last night. Gosh. The sequence. Did you see the sequence where he blocked the corner three, saved it to himself, drove the length of the court, and just had like... Magic Johnson like finger roll. Yeah, of course. That's exactly what I thought. Was that looks like Magic Johnson? <laughs> That's what I thought. I that like, looks exactly car, like, like Magic. Johnson. Definitely Car, but and I think that's a great like what we're expecting is will they play in high pressure moments? Yeah. Will they get time? Will they make? It? I'm not ready yeah. to go that way with Poku. Regular season? Yeah, probably my life. Game six, Western yeah. Conference Finals, Poku. Not there yet. Not there yet. Yeah, no, barely no. my car. Yeah. I might be willing to lay my breakfast on the line <laughs> maybe, for him. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Go hungry until lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just intermittent fast. Yeah. <laughs> because of Poku. I had intermittent fast for one morning for Poku. <laughs> That's a, I love Poku and I want I want it to yeah. work so badly. Just because I think he has such a unique game. I just I cannot imagine him playing in a playoff game at all right now. Like he still has a ways to go to get there. So we can even we can put breakfast on the line as like the minimum. Yeah. Okay. Because I am not willing to bet one of my vehicles. Yeah, a car that just feels like okay. On well, Poku being it's a gone. Player that yeah, can, it's gone. There's no, no chance of it. They could give my car away. Yeah. 
Uh, Shay Gildas Alexander. Oh, my life. Life, life. yeah. Body, yeah. He's already done it. He's done it. He's he has there. done it, yeah. So definitely live. I mean, not a Western Conference Finals, but. Trey Man. House. Life. I'm in, man. I'm life. in on Trey Man, but not enough to die. I was gonna say, I'm. I'm. I'd go life. That guy is a bucket. He's a bucket. He's a bucket. He's a bucket. He's a hooper. <laughs> I'm probably only car at this point. I'm just being timid. Oh, what? I just need to see him under the pressure of the playoffs. And it's like, is he somebody that can handle it? I don't. Just I don't to know. Play to play. To play, yeah, he's gonna to be one of your best. Well, you would think so. Yeah, you would think I, so. I started thinking about the number there, and it's like, okay, if it's nine, I think <laughs> yes, you could say nine. If it's eight, <laughs> oh no, I just need to. I need to see it. I need to see him next season. I don't know that there's a ton that he could do this season, unless he somehow averaged like 25 a game or something. And then it'd be like, all right, and he's yeah, gonna I'm average gonna, 18 a game. If he averaged 18 a game, I might be in, but. He's going to have to do something significant. But I still am wanting to see him like in the pressure cooker of having to win. And what does that look like? And and it's like through no fault of his own, but he just has a really like innocent sweet personality. Mm-hmm. And I don't and maybe that's me underestimating him. But like he is very innocent. Like he just feels even last night talking to him after the game, like he just feels like a kid. And I just I wanna see him show up in big moments and in high pressure moments and like like be a killer in those moments. Like yeah. I just, I need to see that. I need to see that he can do that. You score like he did against the Adelaide thirty sixers on a night where there's nobody in the arena that nobody really cares if you win or lose. That's great. It was cool. It was really fun. I'm glad that he did that because otherwise it wouldn't have been a very fun game at all. That the level that they played last night to the level of a even a first round playoff game is like it's like playing a different game. Yeah. So I just need to see it. He was really good in that Denver game too. And that Denver game felt like a realistic yeah. game for Trey Man, you know. I don't. I don't it was want floaters Shea. and threes. He also had some and, games last year, like was yeah, it against definitely. Boston, where he just he played exploded great against Boston. Half. He played great against Boston. And this isn't me saying I don't think he's going to be successful. Kind of feels like that, but yeah, I just want to see. I just want to see realm. Yeah, I know. So you have Basley and Trey in the same. Uh, That's category. fine. Man. That's your tier, not mine. <laughs> no, I want Trey to be on this team. I just want to see him <laughs> in the pressure cooker of winning. All right, put him in the pressure cook. That's all I need to see. Uh, Josh Giddy. Oh, life. life. Yeah. Has to be. Life for me as well. Mm. I think that guy's there's just there's a zero chance that if he's on this team that I mean he's playing. He's playing in that game. Oh yeah. There's just no doubt in my mind. He might about be that. the most and this is such say a it. I know what you're gonna say. Do it. I know what you're gonna he say. He might be the most competitive guy on this team. Oh, I didn't know you were gonna say that. Like I think there's if there's anybody out there that I would think would lay down everything for a play or a win, his aggressiveness and competitive spirit, man, is I think it's the it's the catalyst. It'll be one of the catalysts because I don't Shea is a killer. I think Shea is that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think Giddy is the guy that you're gonna see having that 
just mentality, like whatever it takes yeah. to I, win this game, I'm going to do. That's the way his dad was. I, I talked to Andrew Gaze, and that podcast will be out on Monday. But he talked about like his dad was just like, he would do whatever. Yeah. I mean, if you had to go lay somebody out, and you were like had to like risk something, like he would go do that. Yep. I uh, think Josh has a lot of that. Yeah. I thought you were going to say he might be the guy that's the most important for long-term and high-pressure no. game success. No. Here's he why. Might, he he might, really might be because... He might be. Yes, you have Shea. He's the best player. But I think Giddy is going to be the guy that kind of brings everything together. See, for me, it's, it, the only reason I say no is obviously Shea, I think, is going to be the best of those two guys. Chet's the guy to me hmm. that's going to be glue for yeah. this team. God, they all can be though. I like, I, dude, it's an ex- if if Giddy I, can improve his shooting, and he talked, he said last night he he his shot feels better. Like he can already tell it's starting to feel better, and also that he knows this is like he has a long road ahead of him. He's, he's like, I can't turn into Steph Curry overnight, but he's like, I'm you know, it's going to be a process to get there. But like, he believes he can be a great shooter. And if he can do that, one, like, the first thing is, like, mentally, do you think you can do it? Because if you don't think you can do it, you won't do it. Oh, I th- yeah. He, I have his, he thinks he can do it. His confidence in himself is he thinks part he can, of what I was alluding to. Like, yes. he's that guy. And if he can shoot, like, if he turns into, like, a 36% three-point shooter on, like, five or six attempts a game, yeah. which I don't think is out of the realm of possibility, it's a high-end outcome, definitely, but if he can do that, along with everything else, in three or four years, he's going to be huge, by the way. Like, he's like going to be yeah. really strong. Yes. He already, like, I mean, yeah, he's got an NBA six, body eight, already, and he's like, like 19. Yeah, like 6'8", power guard. And if he can shoot, then this is, I mean, this is like a no-brainer, all-NBA guy. Yeah. Like, he truly is. Just the things he does that are like, I don't know. He he had this move where, because he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he had this move where he got by somebody for the Nuggets. And it was, I mean, it's a, maybe KCP. I don't know who it was, but it's somebody that will be in their rotation. Mm-hmm. And he got by him and got to the rim. And when he gets to the rim, I have tremendous confidence in his finishing ability. Yeah. And if he continues, like you mentioned it, but he had that little... I mean, maybe in the first bucket of the game against the Mavericks, but it was like the little one-leg jump shot kind of floater thing that he hit, Mm -hmm. and he's shooting with confidence. He's always shot with confidence. He just didn't make them all. But as long as he continues to play with the edge that he has, dude, I'm super excited about Giddy. Yeah, me too. Um, David Nawaba. You guys Mm. big David Nawaba guys? I was impressed with him. Not last night, but the night before. I don't know what... He's not long for this team, is my assumption. I think he'll stick to start with the season. But I just... Let him... Like, he feels like a legit NBA player. Yeah, I think so. Like, let him go play on a team where he can be, you know, go to Boston and come off their bench or something. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. I I think if Omar Yuri or Lindy shows out that they'll... They'll do that. Move him. That they'll that they'll move on from him, and they will. I'm still waiting for Marquise Chris's minutes, man. Where are those coming? Mm. Not with the team. Yeah. Don't bet your breakfast. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Oh, where are we at? House. House. 
You're going to go only live re- here? The only reason that I wouldn't even go, that I might go vehicle. Okay. Oh. Is that I don't, I don't know who's, I, I, I believe Chet is going to be the starting center. Like, I don't think that Jeremiah is the starting center. Also, do I believe that Jeremiah is the long-term starting four for this team? Like, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I like him a lot. I think he's a good player. I think he's a guy who could be in the rotation. However, if Poku or Jang like hit a potential that like he, they just have ceilings that like JRE just doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Like not even close to it. JRE could be you can see him coming off the bench though. But if they but let's say they draft in this next draft, they draft a four. Like they get Cam Whitmore. Okay. Camel start, and then who's coming off the bench behind them as a big? Like, is it is it definitely going to be him when it comes mm. to the playoffs in like three or four years? That's interesting because yeah, okay, I think he's better than Jay Will, right? I think that yeah, easy easy bar to clear. Yes, he's yes. better than Jay Will, but <laughs> Jay Will seems to be that type of player that you're like, you know what? Come off coming off the bench against this team. I think we want J Will out there right now instead of Jerry. I'm just talking about when players go to the bench, their roles change and their minutes change, and it's like now you kind of pick and choose what which type of player you yeah. want out there yeah. in that position. And I can see that starting to be a thing if Jerry and J Will are both on the bench and J Will keeps you know improving. Yeah, like if that passing skill is real, I and think he's real. just taller than Jerry. He's really not though. He's not? No, he's not very big. God, he looks bigger than JRE. He's re- I don't think he is. It could be the hair. I think it's the head. Yeah. They're about the same size. JRE's like a lot stronger than Yeah. than J Will is right now. Yeah. I don't know if that will be true in 3 years or not. Um I like Jeremiah a lot. I think he's a great person, great personality, good leader. I wouldn't I'm not saying like breakfast level. But, like, I think I would go, like, I'd bet my car that he would be in the rotation on a Thunder playoff team. Mm -hmm. But it's just hard to say with the other guys. Like, if Jang is really good, like, Jang probably plays the four. And then if they draft a four in this next draft, this next draft is just such a mystery. We have no idea what they're going to do or what they're going to be able to do. But if they do somehow draft, like, a big four, then I just – there's a chance that maybe he doesn't. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Okay. Baisley. Car. You're betting car. Wow. Breakfast. Yeah, I'll go breakfast on that. Uh, Aaron Wiggins. Hmm. I mean, using the way you just define with GRE, it's probably more car. Yeah. Like, I trust him. He's great. If they made it God, this I year. Just, I like him so much. If they Gosh. made it this year, I would trust him. But yeah. if you're looking at in four years... Thunder in the Western Conference Finals, is Wiggins still a fundamental piece of this team getting minutes? Yeah. Maybe just because he plays such a important position. Yeah. He plays he can like, defend. If he can shoot as well as it seems like he's trending. He looks great. <sighs> he looks great in the preseason. He he's really the kind does. of player that like in the past where oh, you if like killed just, to have just those yes. Russ PG teams had just one guy just like him. Yes. Or the KD, where we're like, oh my gosh, could we just have a guy that's if not Derek Fisher, If you had Wiggins please? instead of Corey Brewer yes. against the Trailblazers. Yeah. yeah. 
like defends, shoots, can you know is just a good decision maker too. Yeah. Also outstanding human being. I mean, also wears short shorts. All, all these guys wearing some short shorts out there. Zoomers, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hmm. I uh, <laughs> I just thought that's my that's put your body on the line for these shorts. I'm probably I'm probably at betting my vehicle level with him as well. Um, just because of the roster crunch rotation, yeah. like can the can he really like he's going to have to be better than like Jang and J Dub and all these guys to make it. You still have to have these guys that can just play hard and hit their open shots though and yeah. not expect much more from them you know yeah. but can be consistently good at that and Wiggins looks like he can be that guy hopefully yeah and that would be so nice to have with if you have oh, like all skill players on the team that you know can do something with the ball you do kind of need like you need a Lindy Waters to be really you need dependable. a utility guy you need a Wiggins to be really dependable yeah in open spots yeah so. yeah uh, J Dub Jalen Williams. That's the only guy that I haven't thought about this preseason very much. Yeah, like when he's been in, nothing's really happening that much good or bad with him, which I was surprised about because summer league that was it was him and Chet. Yeah, were the two guys that were like, wow, they're unbelievable. But mm -hmm. in these preseason games, I feel like it's been hard to see him to see who he is as a player. Yeah. I think that'll be the challenge for J-Dub this season in general is what does he, because is he a guy that needs a higher usage to be more relevant mm. to this team? Um, I don't know. I, I think his the role he can carve out is really the role we were just talking about with Wiggins. I was just thinking that. You know, but he does handle a little, like he, he can also lead your offense. Obviously, mm -hmm. that's what he did at Santa Clara, but... I don't know. I think that he needs to, he will be establishing himself. What is his role? What is his position over the course of this year? I'm not ready to bet much more than a car, but I do like a lot of what I've seen about him mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of what I've seen from him, at least in the summer league, is probably more so than preseason. But of course, he didn't play. I mean, he didn't play last night because he's got strep throat. No. Oh. They even played against the Mavericks. He was in the, Ma yeah, he played he played against the Mavericks. Against the Mavs. But where yep. we really, where he was really impressive in summer league was in transition in the open court, mm -hmm. off ball, cutting like mm -hmm. baseline cuts and stuff like that. And that's just what you just haven't. Maybe he just didn't have a lot of opportunities this preseason for us to actually see that. But. Yeah, I mean, he only played backup point guard for them. So this preseason, he's ten points, one and a half rebounds, four assists per game, shooting. 41% from the field has not hit a three yet. 0% from three, only mm -hmm. two games. Um, yeah, it hadn't been like crazy. Yeah. It hadn't been like mind blowing. Like, whoa, it hadn't been Trey Mann. Trey Mann's 17 points per game in the preseason, 59% mm -hmm. from three. 59% mm -hmm. on seven attempts per game. He's Dude. shooting over 50%. From oh well, from everywhere actually. Yeah, fifty-eight percent closer from the field. to sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been he's been awesome. Yeah, that's been, and he's a rookie. You know, yeah, Jacob's a rookie. I think there's a lot. There were a lot of expectations with him coming into the preseason, and he's looked good. He's had good moments. He's had little flashes here and there, but you know, it takes time. It takes time in the NBA to be good. All right, let's fire through the rest of these. Chet Holmgren. 
Life. House. Yeah, actually, car. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Breakfast. <laughs> yeah, you gotta see him play on the on the court. I feel bad for him. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, Usman Jang. Car. Breakfast. Yeah, I'm at breakfast level at this point. Okay. I just need to. We need to I like being more. positive. Uh, Lou Dort. Breakfast. <laughs> oh, life. Life. I bet my life that he's yeah. gonna be in the rotation. Life he's so cereal. Good. Um, <laughs> Jay, Jay will. Car. I'll go car breakfast. There. Yeah, I don't know if I'm like. I'll go car. Maybe my. He can make a rotation. Cup of coffee. Maybe you are I, pretty optimistic. Man. I like him. Maybe I like I've had game. tea instead. Um, Mike Mascala. Last one. Breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> yeah, breakfast. I'm, like on the coaching staff. Yeah. Exactly. On the coach life. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I bet my life. Part, he's a part of the organization. Life. Yeah, yeah definitely. For real. Yeah, for real. Uh, all right, that's that's all we've got for that. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll go get into Tayshawn's factoid, victory, victory. This is going to be kind of redundant now, I think. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And we're back after that quick break. Now it's time for... John's back to a bigger victory. John's back to a bigger victory. Hello, I'm Tayshawn. This is my Bingo in your game. Now, this season, we're going to start doing a new um, 
weekly awards segment. Hmm. And it, it can be quick, but I need your help figuring out exactly mm-hmm. what the format can should be. Mm-hmm. So here are the three weekly awards that we're going to do. Yep. MVP. Yep. Hype guy. Mm-hmm. Hype guy is just going to be based on buzz, Twitter buzz, whoever's talking about who. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, budding flower. Budding flower can be a guy that you don't have a lot of expectations for maybe a rookie, maybe someone that's really showing some flashes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Showing some potential. Yeah. So MVP does not mean who's the best player on the team. Mm -hmm. It's only based on those week, those games from that week. Who's played the best. Yes. Those three are from those week only. Okay. Those week's games. Now, so MVP, like I'm going to say Josh Giddy, Trey man. Okay. So we can either just all have our own guys or we can debate and try to get one. Consensus. Yes, consensus. We have to have consensus. Okay. Then we'll have consensus every week. Yeah. So I nominate Josh Giddy. I nominate Trey Mann. Okay. Uh, I will say Josh Giddy as well. Okay. I will bring consensus to the podcast <laughs> say. by saying Josh Giddy. All wow. right. That was- Josh Giddy's two of four, shooting fifty percent from three this preseason. Yeah, taking barely any shots. Twelve points, six boards, six assists. Yeah, one point seven steals, one block per game. Passes the eye test though. Fifty-seven percent from the field. This is like that's pretty great. Yeah, he's, he's really clearly good. the leader. He's yeah. he's the best player on the court. Trey is definitely the best scorer on the team for now until Shea gets back, and he's looked awesome. I mean, Trey has looked incredible, but Josh has also looked good on defense. Yeah, and like just the effort and everything is there. Just you just see a, a lot of the winning plays have been from Josh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, hype guy, hype guy. There's only two nominees. There's Poku, <laughs> and there's Trey Man. Poku Man. Yeah. Don't you think it's Poku? I think it's Poku. The fact that he. <laughs> Well, you send out the text that says, I can't believe that Poku is a real basketball player. Yeah. It, That's the hype. Is yeah. I think he can just play normal basketball. Yeah. Can he be normal? Like, wow. Yeah. I think he can. Yeah. I think connector Poku is the thing. The thing that sold me on it more than anything is just the way that Mark has talked about him. It's It's been shocking because Mark wouldn't. You Borderline hated him. You couldn't pay him year. to say something nice about Poku. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? And now it's like he called him a connector. It's like, what? It's like the Poku, a connector? I, I imagine mean, with Poku, you have to spell connector with a K. Can I, oh, that's a good, that's a, that's a t-shirt. Po- the connector? Just the con- connector. <laughs> Is he just, from Boston? Just, no, he's a rapper. Okay. Just connector. And it's he's just a 90s spelled, rapper, with a, spelled, spelled with a K. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. He's hype guy. Budding flower. I'm nominating Aaron Wiggins. Oh. See, I'm going Trey Mann on that one. I'm going Usman Jang. Ooh. Okay. Okay. See, Usman, we just had like no the like expectations were so low for Jang. Yeah. And it was just like, can he can he do anything competently? And like maybe, I don't know. Maybe budding flower should be I think maybe you're right with the Jang nomination there. Maybe we need to think about that that uh, section of players or th- that tier of players on this team. The fact that he could just move well on the court at his size and stay with guards and stay with wings 
just the way he defended was just like, I mean, it was it was really impressive. And I asked Mark about it pregame last night, just what what his thoughts were on Jeng's defense. And he said that he can process defensively not only his assignment, but the whole team's assignments. Mm. And he said so and he <laughs> kind of threw Omayuri under the bus a little bit. Mm. He was like, Eugene Omayuri knows how to defend his assignment, but he doesn't know what else is going on around him yet. And he's learning. He said Jang already has like the whole defensive system like figured out. Oh, that's exciting. And like can really think the game at a high level. And so that was that even like sold me even more on like his potential and what he could possibly be. Because if he could just defend at a high level and hit a spot up three or just, you know, drive and kick or whatever, he you can just tell he knows how to play basketball. And I'm I'm very excited for him. And I was not a big Jang guy. I did not want them to draft him. <laughs> and I think the reason you're persuading me is he fits more than we thought. Like we thought he would be redundant. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's a kind of a freakish wing guy that can do yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah, he need to have the ball to be effective but, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And I mean, he he looked part of the team. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and the fact that Mark is praising his defense which we know, like we yeah. mentioned, is such a big deal for Mark. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay, he we can sh- go consensus there. Yeah, he hadn't shot well and hadn't offensively has a lot to figure out. Yeah, but yeah, it's pretty low attempts though, correct? Yeah, but that's why you have to play him this year. This is why I'm yeah. just like, play, I'm with you. play him, get him minutes, get him out on the court. Don't, and don't use the, I mean, they're going to use the G League for him, certainly. But give him, let him play against the Clippers. Let the boy play. Let him play against like high level wings and just throw him out there and just see what he can do. Yeah. Yep. You know. The nomination for Wiggins. I'll go I'll go Jang there. Wiggins, um sorry. The three point shooting from Wiggins this preseason has been really exciting to me. Because mm-hmm. I think that's a very important thing for him to be consistent on when if he's going to have like consistent minutes in the regular season. Yeah. Are you going to hit your open shots? Right. That's it. Yeah. Cuz you do everything else pretty good. Mhm. Uh all right. That's Jay Frank. All right. Now it's time for some Twitter questions. Our first Twitter question comes from at jlaw091. If 2027 Andrew Schlecht traveled back in time to tell you one member of the current roster besides Josh, Lou, Chet, or SGA made the 2026 All-Star team, but he refused to tell you which player, who'd you, who would you guess that it is? Also, what style of mustache will future Andrew have? <laughs> See, the problem with my mustache is that it just looks like this. 
You I can't get that middle oh, connect. Like I don't have the, the. I don't have. I don't have a uh, connector there. I'm. I'm you a, need the Poco. It's a Baisley mustache disconnected. Oh. Yeah. You need the connector. Yeah. Did you hear Alex call Baisley a disconnector <laughs> on the podcast? With a K. That is what. So I asked a, a joke question uh, in our group chat, which is, "Who's a better Thunder player, Baisley or Perry Jones the third? Because yeah. it feels like they're the same kind of player. Where it's like, there's a lot of skill there, there's a lot of talent, yeah. there's a lot of athleticism. It does not make sense with everyone else on the court. Uh, no, Baisley has, at least has a better motor than yeah than Perry Jones ever did. And I think that Baisley can make it somewhere else. Where like Perry, Perry just didn't have. He didn't have the desire. He had all the skill in the world, and if he had, if he had Lou Dort's brain, he would have been an all star. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think Baisley just doesn't. He's not as skilled as Perry was. You know, Perry Jones is like crazy skilled. Like he could do anything. Remember, whenever in preseason somebody said that he was the most athletic player on the team, and this was in like the era of the Thunder only have athletes. Yeah. They're saying like he is the guy that can jump the highest. That and it's like wow. And you saw it from time to time too. I mean, yeah. especially in that season, the the plagues. What did we call it? Plagues, plagues of, of Egypt, Egypt season? Of, yeah, yeah. He had some games where you're like, man. He had that Clippers game where he scored. Oh, yeah, uh, like 27 yeah. points in yeah. the first week, and then. But it was like ridiculous. I don't think he played the rest. Of the and then he had a thigh contusion that kept him out for yeah. like four weeks. And definitely, he was like, "What is going on yeah. here?" So yeah. if Andrew came back and said that somebody outside of the the usual suspects made the All Star game mm-hmm. in 2026, yeah, of all the guys on the team, who do you think it'd be? Other than Chet, SGA, Lou Dort, Giddy. I don't think Giddy. He didn't no, mention Josh. Giddy. Yeah, but oh. besides Josh, Lou, Chet, oh, yeah, and Josh, SGA. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm going Jang. I'm going Trey Man. Okay. Yeah, I'll go Trey Man. Okay. Uh, As you can tell, I'm a little hyped about Trey Man. At Will C. Galbraith. I never thought I'd be able to say this, but is Poku dot 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 a guy? Mm. We'd still have to see. Give Give me five regular season games. I don't need five? that. Five. I don't need, need that. I don't many. need that many. I don't need that many. I'll declare it if it within five games if he's starting <laughs> and playing well, he will achieve guy status. Wow! Yep. Congratulations. Uh, at Peterman three three over under four and a half for the Thunder in the reverse standings at the end of the season. Over. Mm, over. Yeah. Over. Yeah. They're just going to be too competent. Unfortunately, there's too many. Yeah, there's too many competent players. They're well put together. The coaching staff is really good. Yeah. And you have minimally two teams that are going to go all in. Yeah. yeah. And I, is there, I mean, is am I crazy to think that Wimby is like the perfect spur? Well, he's only the perfect spur just because they drafted Tim Duncan. Yeah. You know. It's like, that's how I, it's just going to fall that way. Yeah. 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 He's the perfect any team he ends up on. Yeah, he's the true, perfect true, true, true. Hornet. He's the perfect. Yeah. No, he's not the perfect <laughs> no, that Hornet. Nobody's sound the perfect right, Hornet. Actually, now that you say it, it really doesn't sound right. Yeah. But what about this? The perfect Nick. No. No, it doesn't sound good. The perfect net? No. It's no. got to be a culture thing. Yeah. The yeah. perfect magic. <laughs> magician. <laughs> the perfect magician. The perfect magician. Did you see him juggling? Did you see the video of him juggling? 
Are you serious? Yeah. What can, can't he do? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. At Ben Elephant I King, is, is tanking cool now? Okay. Uh, no. No, it's not cool. No, it's not that it's cool. necessary. Saw and Zeta. Hypothetically, would you rather have Scoot Henderson and Chet with the current team or trade Chet for Wimbanyama and have Wimbanyama with the remaining players on the roster? Wimby. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the right answer. <laughs> that guy is unbelievable. Like that running, fading three-pointer he hit yesterday. Like, what are you? Like, what is what this? What is this? What is everything like, he does? He looks like... six points. Well, he looks like the, a creative player on NBA 2K yeah. where you take the sliders and you move them all up. Yeah. Except for rebounding. Rebounding, you leave back. But everything yeah. else, you just push all the way up. And you're like, size... You know, shooting, you know, length, handle, everything. It's just, it is wild. It looks weird. It just looks so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The house is awake. uh, At Zach Deeg with the Grizzlies, what's their ceiling right now? Is JJJ a number two guy on a championship team? If not, is Bain a number two guy? I think that's a great question. I I think their ceiling is where they are. First, second round of playoffs, I I would be hard-pressed to assume that they would get to a Western Conference Finals without one of these guys taking a substantial leap. Yeah, I think they need to make a trade for like... Yeah, and they've got the pieces. Like Bradley Beal, if Beal became available. Yeah. Like if you could get that kind of guy, I think I would do it. And I know that Grizzlies fans are like insanely high on Desmond Bain, and they should be, but you could probably... Yeah, Desmond Bain feels very much just like a high, high high-quality... Role like, player. Yeah, he could be maybe your third best guy. Like, would you? That's what I'm saying. Or like, maybe JJJ. Your fourth best guy? JJJ feels like the guy that you trade for the actual guy. I, I, I don't disagree. So, would, but, so looking at Desmond Bain, would you, the comparison, if you mm-hmm. were to say the Warriors are kind of the prototype for that, Steph, Ja, JJJ, maybe Draymond. Yeah. Similar, you know, ish. So is Bain your Clay Thompson? I just think they think so. I Chris know guys think so. I know they do. Making that Clay, it it, it takes away from how special Clay Thompson is. Yeah, is it Jordan Poole really? Yeah, definitely. I think he's, he's that. I think he's that level yeah. now. I think he's probably better than Jordan Poole now. Better than uh, Jordan Poole now? Yes. Bane's really good. Yes, he's very good. Yeah, he Bane defends. But the question Bain is, is, is he the number nails. two on an NBA championship team? I don't think so. I don't know that JJJ is either. Just because. Health wise, like, can you rely on him? Yeah. I think that's a you just real have to question. be two alphas. You have to have jaw and you have to have the yeah. other alpha. Yeah. Let's answer this one last question. Mm-hmm. What's the worst kind of juice from Alex Bull- underscore Prune. Jack? Prune? Carrot? Carrot juice. Yeah. Chicken gizzard juice. <laughs> <laughs> just like come up with it. Blood juice. <laughs> I don't like apple. I feel like apple juice is too oh, sweet. Oh, I love apple juice, man. I'll get down some apple juice. Really? If oh, I'm yeah. at a hotel, I'm drinking apple juice in the morning. <laughs> I don't know what. I'm not drinking apple juice anywhere else. If I'm at a Holiday Inn, yes. I'm definitely drinking apple juice. Yeah, like there's something really special about apple juice at a really like mediocre hotel. Can I ask yeah. you, what about, what about grape juice outside of communion? Hmm. I don't drink it. I like it. It's tasty. Yeah. It leaves like a, it always leaves like a film in my mouth. It's got to be prune. 
prune is not it's not good it's only it's only a uh it's like functional medicine yeah it's a utility you know? juice yeah that's no. pretty good it's not a casual like no one if anybody is sitting there sipping prune juice that's absolute that's psycho, psycho, behavior. psycho behavior or elder behavior yeah it's like yeah necessary behavior I mean, when we're 80 years old doing this podcast we're going to be sitting yeah. here sipping or irregularity prune juice. yeah yeah. Uh, all right. Last question. Are you miffed and are you paved? Miff, 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 miffed and peeved. Am I miffed and peeved? I had a, I, I mentioned this story beforehand. I had a miffed and peeved that turned into a grateful and blessed yesterday. So mm-hmm. uh, my son is 13. He's awesome. And he runs cross country, which has been kind of an evolution for him because at the very beginning, Awful. Hated it. Didn't want to do What's it. What's his time? So he ran two miles yesterday mm-hmm. in 16 minutes. Yeah. So an eight-minute mile. Yeah, that's Now, great. they have kids on their team that are running eight-minute miles in – or, sorry, they're running two miles in 12 minutes. Yeah. But those are – they're um, they're really good. But yeah. they always finish top ten. So, anyway. So he does cross country, and we kind of just wanted to be involved in the sport, and we refused to let him play football. Yeah. So yesterday morning, he's supposed to be on the bus for a Norman cross country meet at seven forty five in the morning, and so basically, like, get to school and just go sit in the cross country locker room until yeah. it's time to get on the bus. Well, he goes to class. <laughs> I take my time. I'm leaving the house by eight fifteen, and I get a phone call from my son, which is abnormal. Yeah. He calls me, Dad. I missed the bus. Any chance you can bring me down, like take me to the cross country meeting. Did he just forget to go to the locker Just forgot. Room? And yeah. he was thinking like somebody would call on the intercom and be like, uh, all right, cross country, uh, head on down to the gym yep. and, you know, we'll load up for the bus. Yep. And he's like, and I started, he was like, I started to look around and I noticed like my buddies that also ran were gone. And then I went and asked one of the coaches, like not the coach cross country for another sport. He's like, yeah, yeah dude, they're gone. <laughs> so in my son, it was so sad because he called me and he was like, you could tell he was frustrated and sad and embarrassed yeah. and all of those things the same and mad yeah and so of course i'm the pushover of the century and so i'm like of course like i'll, I'll come, come grab you and, yeah. and end up taking you down there and so i was heading to work at 8 15 instead i don't get to work till like 11 because yeah. it's in norman <laughs> but it ended up being really grateful and blessed because i got to, you know like i just realized that my son's 13 it's going to be less and less oh, time that i get to spend with them like this but to be able to spend 35 minutes in the car with them yeah and he also had his best race of the season yesterday so awesome. i was like well it was worth it it was worth it so miffed and peeved grateful and blessed i love being a dad That's it's awesome. good life yeah yeah I'm what about Jim. you man you miffed peeved uh no i'm not miffed and peeved. i'm gmb Man, Thunder man. season started. Got got the feels great. credential. Like it just feels so crazy to get that credential. Still, like it just feels so. The Thunder insane. have three preseason games left. They play Sunday night uh, at home against a Maccabee, a team from Israel. Yeah, right? an yep. Israeli team, and then they're on the road for two more games, and then finish up camp. A week from Wednesday, regular season. The regular season. It's going to be really fun. Yes. Um, We'll have more season preview stuff for you. Not next week. I guess, no, the week after, we'll, it'll be the regular season. So the next time that we that you'll hear from us, I'm taking the week off next week. I do have podcasts for you guys that will be published and ready for you in your feed, but they'll be old news in kind of a way. So, But there will be content for you from the Down to Dunk feed. So, But fresh content back the week of the regular season. 
we will the the next fry pod we will have actual thunder games to talk about and possibly declare poku a guy maybe we'll see uh thanks so much for listening we'll talk to you guys again on monday As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.